0: You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 277. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at the slash 277
1: You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. <laughs> Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Baby. Hey, hey, hey.
0: How you doing?
1: How you doing?
0: How you you doing? How you you doing over there? (laughs) Over there.
1: Hey, let's go out to a burger down your (laughs) throat.
0: I love when you speak Italian to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Italians hey. everywhere are offended. Hey, well, everybody's offended by everything. Everybody's so.
1: offended. Period. Yeah. I'm yeah. offended right now. I'm I'm just offensive.
0: Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. You are highly
1: offensive. Highly offensive individual.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, we're off to a great start. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. I'm thrilled to bring another awesome topic to you today that I actually have not covered as of yet, and it's five ways to gain more peace. I figured this is the time of year where everyone is kind of amped up and busy, 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 and I think it's time to be fierce guardians of our energy. It's that time
1: of year, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And just be a little bit more conscious about what we are choosing. Because a lot of times I think we, no matter what it is, whether it's a crazy time of year or it might even be a busy season in your particular field, no matter what, a lot of times we get caught up in that emergent quality. Like the mm. rush and the hustle and bustle or, oh, my gosh, it's it's a crazy time of year as a real estate agent or it's a crazy time of year for wedding season or whatever happens to be going on in your world. So I'm hoping that these five different places that you can look will better prepare you to really focus on what you want to focus on and not just get swept away by things that feel so
1: intense. Hmm. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. That sounds amazing. And I think that we should actually start off today with, with your little segment, babe. Oh, yeah.
1: We call it the... <laughs> would you rather... And today's Would You Rather is... Would you rather be able to communicate in any language, but only with people 13 years or younger, or oh. only be able to communicate with animals... You can't communicate with humans anymore. Oh wow! Okay, 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 <laughs> okay,
0: okay. So basically, adults are out, no matter what. Right. So there goes my career.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll be coaching thirteen-year-olds. But you, in every country in the world.
0: So, and I can't use sign language because that's a language. That's
1: right. Ooh, nice, nice loophole closed. <laughs> got Very close, nice loophole Close that loop. Yeah, close that loop. Right. Close that
0: loop. <laughs> well, which you've been regulating in after hours. I've been pretty
1: good. I've been pretty good. I'm gonna have to get out my legal pad.
0: <laughs> what did you tell somebody the other week? Like according to Article seventeen <laughs> yeah. in the bylaws. <laughs> That's right. Item number six. That uh, that would be a loophole. Yeah. Okay, so thirteen and under I you know, I don't I'm not a big fan of children anyway. So
1: <laughs> just so you're gonna go with animals. Just
0: in general, I would so much rather communicate with animals.
1: And never with humans again be like
0: well so i can't
1: because
0: uh, talk <laughs> talk is different <laughs> than communicate because talking is obviously vocal but you can communicate like with body language with your, your eyes, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. facial
1: expressions you can do that but you would be mute and deaf to humans
0: yeah yeah i, I think i would go with the animals mm. but then on the other hand i could well yeah i think i would go with animals.
1: Yeah. I, think I love a, that idea. I think there's a great opportunity to help animal kind.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: To be able to know what animals are thinking.
0: I know. Man,
1: that's huge. Well. But what what happens if you, like, start communicating with animals and they're like, you're such an asshole. And they start, like.
0: They hate me. Yeah. <laughs> they start to- Oh my gosh. Well, well I was thinking about that because you know we always talk about Bianca our little dog. Mm-hmm. Bless her heart. She's 15, you guys. She has I one know. eye and she wears diapers cuz she's know. incontinent.
1: She's It's <laughs> geriatric faw show.
0: If she's in pain, you just want them to be able to tell you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's hard to know exactly what's happening.
0: But I also think
1: gosh. Make an amazing amazing vet.
0: I think I would have yeah. to yeah I think I would have to switch careers altogether sure. because that would be hard though. It just the, the sheer fact that I couldn't communicate with adults period is challenging. I mean it's yeah. not even that appealing to me that it could be in any language because it's still a kid. Yeah,
1: still well yeah. But I mean you could make a career out of that too. I
0: mean don't know? don't get me wrong like adults are
1: up regardless so I'm
0: not saying that like I hate kids. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fulfilled I'm not by fulfilled
1: by children. I'm not fulfilled
0: by a lot of conversations with children. Yeah. So, and I really do enjoy rich conversations with with peers and colleagues and you know, so you'd have my to, contemporaries. you'd Have
1: to get that with animals,
0: done. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Although have- it would be really cool to hear different cultural perspectives from children. Yeah. You could learn a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still going to go with the animals. What I'd about go with you? animals, too. You would, yeah, too? Yeah,
1: yeah. Go with animals. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So we want to hear what you would rather. So cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That will redirect you to my private Facebook group. It's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. And over there, every single Monday, we have a big conversation about the weekly Would You Rather. And everyone does their... Descriptions and their explanations of why they chose what they chose. And it's really Mm -hmm. fun, but we also do a lot of cool stuff over there. It's a really great support network. And on Thursdays, I do a Q and Slay where I answer questions that have come up from the group throughout the week and it's just a really awesome community. You can always it get help and advice and and things like that from each other. And I run a tight ship, so no one's going to be selling you shit and gross stuff like that that happens.
1: <laughs> gross.
0: Gross. And we get gross. But I do want to let you guys know about something. Wait a minute. Do you hear a little
1: mm, not really. It's something in the background. Really? A little. Oh wait. Do you hear it? There it is. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. We have have so much fun with that. I hope the audience does too.
0: I don't know. It's just those little weird isms. But yes, we have a free shit alert coming at you. I'm so excited about this. I have put together a brand new workshop that is available for you right now, and it's basically five key things that I have seen inside my practice working with people for well over 10 years that really help change all of those sticking points of perfectionism and people-pleasing and feeling super stressed and overwhelmed all the time and doubting yourself constantly. So I, I put together sort of a game plan of what I've noticed helps shift those things hmm. so that you can really find your voice, so that you can actually access your happiness without being so worried and consumed about what everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. So go to the slash workshop And you will see it there for you. You just throw your name and email in there and then you will get access to it where hopefully you can start shifting some of these things and let go of that perfectionism, that constant control, like everything has to be flawless or else I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. So it really is sort of a a distillation of what I've noticed throughout my work that can really, really create massive change for you and what what creates change long-term and over yeah. time and kind of the psychological aspects that I think we don't we don't really address. Uh,
1: yeah, that can be a daunting task. I think a lot of people that are in that situation feel like that's just the way they are and there's no other way and they just have to deal with it. Right. Or they think it, a lot of times they think that it's, and in, in many ways it is, a strength.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true.
1: But starting with something like this, like this freebie, it's just a little taste of, oh, yeah, things can be different. That's right. We can start, you know, letting some of this go and, oh, I feel so much better when I do. Right? Like those little freebies like that or like this one yeah, really help start the ball rolling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you'll you'll definitely want to have pen and paper. You'll want devoted time because it's a little bit more involved and more in-depth than what I do on the podcast. But I'm hoping that you can see some of the things that you could start immediately in order to change some of these perfectionistic tendencies, people-pleasing tendencies, and just how... People genuinely access enoughness and really, truly liking who they are, which equals what? Happiness. It equals happiness. That's what we're looking for is just to be happy. Exactly. So cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, and I'm so excited to see how it goes for you. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So let's shift and talk a little bit more about this peace idea and – I think that this is something that many of us struggle with, and it's kind of where we get locked into this if only. Like, if only I had more time, if only my husband wasn't such a dick, if only my kids were older, if only I had more help, we we start to think that peace isn't accessible for us because of all of these external factors. And a lot of times, there is far more within our control than we're really... Shedding light on. Mm. So, I'm hoping that this gives you a little bit of actionable items that you can start employing right away to access a little more peace. So, the first thing is to create a morning practice or daily ritual that really helps anchor you into how you want to be, especially if you're in a really crazy season or, you know, maybe a new parent or something like that where everything feels just kind of chaotic it really is important that you have some place to ground yourself, some sort of anchor. And if you have just a little bit of quiet time, a little bit of tranquility of thought, Where you can kind of frame up your day and say, like, here's what I wanna focus on. Here's what today is gonna be about. It just kind of creates this precursor of peace prior to going into the chaos, you know? And you can kind of prep yourself a little bit better. I personally find that morning is a little bit better than evening. However, do what you can do. So if you can only do an evening practice, Do that because sometimes what happens right before you go to bed, especially if you do it right before you go to bed, it helps anchor it into your subconscious so that when you Uh, wake up, you wake up with a different perspective. That's great. I really, really love to do morning meditation, and I like to do it right before I even get out of bed. So I have earbuds that I keep right next to my bed. And first thing in the morning, like you're usually up already, first thing in the morning, I throw in my earbuds. I usually kick Bianca out of the room because she'll scratch at the bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and and then I usually take between 10 and 20 minutes and I do various forms of meditation. Sometimes I'll do hypnosis. Sometimes I'll do things that are specifically focused on gratitude. Sometimes I'll do something that's focused specifically on what I'm going what's going on in that day. So for instance, if there's something that I'm really anxious about, I might do a hypnosis track around anxiety or around patience. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm concerned about something coming to fruition and I'm having a hard time and I'm antsy and I want it to happen now, I'll do one on patience. So you can start to call forth what you need each and every single day. Now that's not the only option. You can certainly do journaling. I like to do this as well before I actually break it up. So I do my meditation in bed and then I have my breakfast, hang out with you. We have like sort of a little morning thing. And then when I go into my office, I do journaling. And you can do all sorts of different things with this. You can do five-minute journal is a great solution for this it, yeah. it actually has a way to do both morning and night but it's short it's such a minimal amount of time which is great and it's also prompts journal prompts so i find that a lot of people if it's like just sit down and journal it's like well i need something to journal about yeah you feel kind of lost and like where do i start you can always do if you if you don't purchase something that's like a journal prompt necessarily, like five-minute journal or whatever, you can always just do gratitudes. Mm -hmm. Just straight up write all the things that you're grateful for. Another sort of addendum to this would be to write things you're grateful for that you actually haven't achieved as of yet. Yeah. So... We've mentioned we're going to be buying a house pretty soon. So what I'll do sometimes in in during my meditation, I'll I'll just say like, oh, my gosh, I'm so thankful for this gorgeous house that we bought. And I just love how it's gorgeously decorated. I've had the best time buying new couches. And so I'll start acting as though the things that I'm grateful for are already here. Yeah. Or like I'll say that. like, oh, I love that. My brother lives five minutes away, which I'm really trying to get him to move here. But it's a, it's another way to focus your attention on what you do want instead of what you don't want. Because a lot of times when, when we're not feeling peace, we're usually feeling stressed, overwhelmed, mm-hmm. anxious, worried. So that is basically mental energy that you're spending on things you either do not want or if you're doing a meditation like I'm suggesting, you're focusing your, your energy and your attention on what you do want. Yes. Yes. You can also do things that are physical. A lot of times like yoga or various types of body movement can be a helpful way to anchor in how you want to feel into your physical vessel. Another thing that I have done in the past – I haven't done it recently, but but I really do enjoy doing it – is various card readings like goddess card readings or tarot card readings or, or – pulling something from a deck to kind of help frame up how you want to go about your day. The most important thing with this morning meditation is that you have clarity about how you want to approach the day. So at the very least, even if you're not doing an extended amount of time, like a journaling or a meditation, at the very least, get clear on, here's what today is going to be about. I remember Years ago, when I was working in cosmetics, when I would drive to work, even during the drive, I would set my intention for the day. And I would say, here's my intention, that regardless of the chaos that happens today, I want to stay focused on gratitude. Or I want to stay focused on the beautiful people that I'm engaging with today. Or I want to look for little mini micro miracles around around me. You know, what Mm -hmm. are little miracles that happen? I want to stay focused on that. But like all that. all that is is just a conscious choose uh, a conscious choice of where you're gonna direct your energy. All right, so figure out a morning practice or daily ritual. Now, to all of my recovering perfectionists out there, pick something that's really doable. Don't do like, well, I need to have the perfect journal, so I can't start until I get the perfect journal, <laughs> and I can't start until I do forty five minutes of meditation <laughs> from the perfect person. No. Start with something. Something is better than nothing. And I say that being that sort of a person myself. Yeah. And I have to go, okay, the most important thing is that I get my head straight. Period. 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 Number two, to usher in a little bit more peace, really be vigilant about what you consume. We're in a day and age now where we are bombarded with information. Some of it not even real, not even true. Yeah. You know, alternative yeah. facts. Right. We're in an alternative facts universe. For sure. Where anyone and everyone can throw shit up on the on the internet and make it seem as though it's dire or intense or real or true. And that's not necessarily the case. The another thing that's really important to recognize is that because we have such access to one another, we also see a lot of the darker sides of humanity, especially in social media. So even though there's, it, it is definitely being used for good, and you see people like myself or people who are promoting equality or you know healthy living things like that. There's still a shit ton of shaming and trolling, oh, nice. and people who are emboldened by their anonymity. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: because they are behind a computer or behind a smartphone, they will rattle off these diatribes and just really acrimonious things to one another. And so the reason I bring this up is because a lot of times what we are fueling our mind with is really, really negative, right? So. I have to watch it because there's certain accounts that I follow on Instagram that people just, the, the shit they say in the comments, it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I have, to, I kind of have this like no comment rule because. It's what you do mindlessly.
1: Yeah. You know, where you're
0: just like, oh, I wonder what people have to say about that. You know, humans are naturally curious. We kind of want to know like, oh, what's going on in in the comments. But a lot of times that will fuel and spark shit you don't want to focus on.
1: Mm -hmm. Like women
0: being pitted against women or being negative about, you know, racial inequality or whatever might be going on. So for me, what has been extremely advantageous is to watch how much I c- consume news, first of all. For sure. Because news, by and large, is kind of doom and gloom.
1: It's fear-based. A fear, yeah. a very mm-hmm.
0: fear-based. I pretty much only... Listen to NPR, but even that is it. We have so much access. So we now know, it, you know, wasn't the case as much back in the 80s and 90s. Like we didn't know what was happening in all these other countries the way we do now. So we're kind of inundated with what's so challenging in our world, and it's really easy to get overwhelmed by that. Especially if you're a highly sensitive person or an empath and you take on that sort of an emotion, that will infringe on your peace every fucking time. So again, it's a choice of focus. So I try to think, okay, the way that I can affect change the most is through my work, by empowering people to believe in themselves, by electing people into office that I think will do a good job, So I and by donating money. So those are the pieces that I go, here's what is within my control. Because if I spend too much time focused on all this shit I can't affect, it just disrupts me. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that will affect everything else that I do throughout my day. So watch what you consume. Watch your news. Watch your social media. And watch who you spend time with, too. Sometimes, even though people are really well-meaning, there might be somebody around you who's caught up in that shit or who is chronically busy or what's next or we got to go, we got to go, and who is, is caught up in the things that are the antithesis to peace. So just do a quick little survey of your environment, the people I hang out with, what I am programming my mind with, what I'm allowing to enter into my mental space. I even have to watch it because I absolutely love anything related to forensics. Mm. I love
1: true (laughs) crime stuff.
0: I love murder shows. I love all of that stuff, largely because I am fascinated by the human psychology piece. Like, what drives people to such extreme action? And I just, I'm obsessed with this idea of like narcissism versus sociopathy or psychopathy, and I love that stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: I have to watch, though, if I'm in a frame of mind where I'm anxious or not feeling the best, I don't choose that sort of a thing to consume. I have to choose something that's more uplifting. What I've noticed recently that I love is searching for – thing like Ellen does it a lot but searching for things on YouTube where people are like they surprise military spouses oh yeah with like yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. wife the wife is deployed in Iraq or in Afghanistan or something like that and they mm-hmm. surprise the husband or or vice versa or there's a teacher who's made a huge impact and they surprise her with something that you know she, a brand new facility for her school that kind of stuff just ugh guts me, right? <laughs> but I feel so much better, and it inspires me about humanity.
1: Yes. Yes, it does. Right? It gets All rid right. of those images of the fear-based information that we receive. because like exactly It nullifies right. that a little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it's just a shift, right? And it's, it's a way to occupy your mind. So if, especially if you notice that you've been spinning your wheels in like a what-if or worry place, mm-hmm. go fuel your mind with something that's a little bit more positive. I have also almost 300 episodes (laughs) a year. Like you could Mm -hmm. pick one of these. Usually it's going to be something that's a little bit more helpful. All right. So number one, figure out some kind of morning practice or a daily ritual. Number two, be vigilant about what you choose to consume. Number three, start saying no. And I'm going to link to another podcast episode that I have specifically around this, where it'll go into a little bit more depth for you. But a lot of times I've said in the past, like, Stop saying yes to things you don't want to do. But I also think that there's a real strong issue with overcommitting because you actually do want to do all of these things. Yeah. So where I want you to kind of focus your attention is what are the things that really do cost a lot when it comes to energy and time? Because there's some things that I love to do, But I know I am going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be expensive energetically. Yeah. And that can happen, by and large, when you are in a really busy, chaotic season, no matter what that looks like. Holidays, your, your industry, a new parent, whatever. So if that's the case... You might have to be a little more vigilant about it right now. Not always are you going to have to decline those invites. Not always are you going to have to say... You, please don't stop inviting me, but I can't make it this time. Right, right, right. You might be able to say yes in a different season, but right now you have to acknowledge that you cannot say yes to everything without some sort of consequence. Yeah, it will cost you something. In fact, I remember when we, when I was in coaching school, we did a big exercise around saying yes, saying no, and the idea was that every time that you say yes to something, you're also saying no to something else. So if you say yes to spending your money this way, that might be saying no to saving it over here. Yes. If you say yeah. yes to going out with this group of people, it might be I'm saying no to getting up early tomorrow morning to handle the, the project I wanted to do. Yeah. You have to be really clear because a lot of times we go, I'm going to say yes to this and I'm going to say yes to this. And, right, and then right, right. that's how it's burnout happens. That's right. So start focusing on... Are there things that I'm saying yes to that I actually do enjoy? Like maybe it's a book club or maybe you volunteer and you really love it. But right now, it's the one thing you could scale down on. Now, if it's things that you actually don't want to do, my God, you better be new to me. (laughs) 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 Because that's one of the things that you absolutely need to take a stand for. Stop saying yes to shit you do not want to do all right, start using that ability to say no. And again, if you need more tactics on that, check out the show notes and reference that additional podcast. One thing that I have heard from, I can't remember who said it, but they said it was regarding invites. And if somebody were to say like, will you come to my party on Friday night? The person said, if in that moment right then, I would be like, yeah, I'll totally, I would totally want to go to that. Then I know that it's likely I would want to go on Friday. But if I don't want to go right now, then I probably need to decline.
1: Right, because it's right, right. kind
0: of because a lot of times we think like, oh, I'll, I'll feel good down the road or I won't be as stressed down the road or I won't be as overwhelmed hmm. down the road. It's probably likely that if it doesn't sound appealing right now, it may not be. Now that's just one little way, one
1: example, yeah,
0: to kind of play with it. But I think a lot of times we we look at open space in our calendar. And I, I, I'm definitely guilty of this, and I go, "Oh, okay, I've got time Friday night. I've got time Wednesday night." But I forget to look at the impact of the rest of my day, and the rest of my day is going to want me to have nothing going on that night. Yes.
1: So you have, have those times too. You
0: have to be. Aware of that. Or else, again, you're going to really encroach on that that burnout space. All right. So number one, morning practice or daily ritual. Number two, really watching what you consume and who you're around. Number three, start saying no, especially to things that take a ton of time and energy. Number four, look for places to eliminate, postpone, or delegate. Hmm. A lot of times especially if you tend to be a kind of a perfectionist sort of personality or a recovering perfectionist. Okay. You can tend to think that a lot of things are really important and really dire. Like you have to have the perfect notebook or journal, like we were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah.
0: Or I noticed this one time I was in a place of total overwhelm and stress and I went downstairs to the garage where we were living at the time. And I noticed that the trash can was really dirty in the bottom. Like stuff had spilled oh, or something right. like that.
1: Got a little mildewy down there. Mm-hmm.
0: And I kind of went, oh, and now I need to clean the trash can.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then I stopped and I thought, what would happen if I never, ever cleaned this trash can? It's in the garage. We would be dumping rabbit hair and shit like that in it. Sure, sure. It was It was always messy anyway. And I kind of went, what if I just decided that this doesn't matter, that this is not important? And I just eliminated it altogether. Would anything happen? Nothing would happen. So I chose that. In that moment, I chose that. And I kind of went, to hell with it. I'm not going to do that. So that was a a great example of something that I could eliminate because a lot of times we just go, uh, uh, we spin out because we're already in that crazy chaotic place and like, oh, now I got to do this. Now I got to do this. Just take a second and step back and go, okay, in the grand scheme of my life, how much does this trash can matter right now? And does it need to be handled today?
1: Right, right, right. Right? Add to your overwhelm, right?
0: Eliminate, scale down, or postpone. Because a lot of times, too, if you're in a really crazy like two-week period, let's say, like there's a lot of deadlines at work, what can you actually push off to next month, maybe? Or what could you delegate to the kids or the roommate or the spouse or the best friend? This is huge in the area of asking for help. And I'm going to link to another pod that I did did specifically about that because a lot of times we have what i like to call self-inflicted overwhelm where there are people waiting in the wings dying to help you out and you are trying to have this hero complex yes of no no no, nobody can do it as perfectly as me
1: right i am the one that has to handle that
0: exactly and we get caught up in stuff that really doesn't fucking matter Perfect example is if you don't let your partner load the dishwasher because you think they do it wrong or they waste water. In the grand scheme of things, the, the dishes are getting fucking done. That's not <laughs> right, something right. we need to control yeah. if there's a work deadline that you might lose your job. So you need to stand back and look at what am I making a big deal that really does not have to be? And are there ways that I can allow for help? and take a little bit of pressure off of me. I'm going to also link to our systems pod because I talk a little bit about how we operate our household and there's some great suggestions in there as far as having like family meetings and getting more people to help out with things that are household related that uh, whether you have roommates or whatever it might be to take a little bit of pressure off of you. And I dig into that concept of like, well, nobody does it as perfect as me in there as well.
1: I think something to look at there might be just from a physiological perspective, our central nervous system needs time off. Yes, It has to get out of the fight, flight, freeze mode. That's right. And if you're always having a to-do list and always having things that need to be done and you're consistently adding things to that list and feeling like you're the only one that can handle them, your nervous system never gets a chance to rest, even when you're sleeping. That's right. Right?
0: That's how insomnia happens a that's,
1: lot. That's how breakdowns happen. That's how anxiety happens. That's how Panic. Um, a lot of physical trauma, autoimmune diseases are linked to it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Think of it that way. That's right. <laughs> you know? Think of it like... This is me taking care of my long-term health.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm actually reading a book right now by Aviva Ram. She's a doctor who talks a lot about this stuff. And I'll link to her book in the show notes page as well. But there's also this epidemic, I think, that happens in our society where we glorify busy.
1: Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm so busy. Right? It's like the-
0: It's like a badge of honor badge or something. Of honor. Like, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, you are. Well, and you know, I can, I can even feel it when people say like, I know you're really busy and it's almost like a reverence, <laughs>
1: right, like right, they right.
0: revere how busy I am. Right. And I, I kind of go, no, that's, that's not what equates happiness. That's actually what equates burnout and breakdown, that's which right. it, which is what Dr. Rom talks about a lot in her book. Exactly. So again, I'll link to that. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because we're not designed to be in that. That stress mode, Mm-mm. that fight or flight, we're not designed to be in that constantly. But that's what happens when we are in go, 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 go mode. That's right. That's why it's imperative that you look at what can I take off my plate altogether? What can I postpone? Or who can help me? Also, if you're in a workplace where there are people who who can take things from you, use them, especially if it's shit they can take on that's not that important. Or not that big of a deal, or it's actually your control issue, or your perfectionism issue. All right,
1: but uh, putting a bead on that is 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 key. Yeah, like putting a bead on that, constantly checking in. Like, is this something that's putting me into that state of overwhelm? Is this one of those things that I can check off? You know, yeah, or I can delegate whatever. Like having that constantly happening in your head is or not constantly happening, but uh, more frequently happening in your mind. Yeah, uh, it's key to getting on top of that type of thought pattern. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that usually what I feel personally is I can tell almost always that I'm in a state of overwhelm because my inner critic goes, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And the truth is, is that I am the master of my time. I am the controller over my time. Everything that is in my life is because of my choosing.
1: I chose
0: that career or Mm -hmm. I chose that job or I chose that partner or I chose to have that child or I chose that volunteer work. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we go, I don't have time for that. You Always have time. You just decide (laughs) to either get swept up into obligations or things that you don't really want to do, and you don't formulate your time into things that really, really serve you. So start watching that. Are you glorifying being busy? At the sake of what? Like, is it contributing to your happiness? Probably not. All right, morning practice, number one. Number two, watch what you consume. Number three, start saying no. Number four, look for places to eliminate, postpone, or delegate. Now, number five is actually internal. So a lot of these things that we just mentioned, one through four, are more external pieces. Sure. To help with cultivating a little more of that peace, right, that tranquility. But what happens when it's internal, Right When the internal thought process is one of what ifs, what ifs, and focusing on things that are out of your control, and catastrophizing things, and saying things to yourself like that. Like, I don't have time, or, oh, I'm so stressed out, or, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. In fact, I, I work on this a lot in my Deep Down and Dirty program, because we talk about the words that we use, specific semantics of how we speak to ourselves. Yes. What are you saying to yourself about your current situation? It's likely that you are focusing on things that are out of your control, the things that are not getting handled instead of the things that you have accomplished. Mm. So that's a huge thing is to start tallying your wins because a lot of times we'll look at this long ass to-do list and we just look at the things we didn't get done.
1: Tally your wins. That's my motto for the day.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Instead of looking at all those things that you did check off. So I do a little mental check every time I hear myself go like, oh, and I didn't get this done. I didn't get this. And I go, stop. Tally what you did get done and celebrate it. Yeah. And then I kind of look and I'm like, damn, you were productive. That's awesome. And that helps usher in a little more peace. Another thing that you could do if you're spinning out in the what ifs is to look at what if good. What if something good happens? Because a lot of times we're just going into this what if bad place. And instead, what if you shift your mind to think about something positive?
1: Think about the good stuff. Yep.
0: For instance, if you're, you know, really anxious because you're hearing back about a job interview and how did you get the job? A lot of times that waiting period is not peaceful, right? It's overwhelming and it's stressful. And so you're constantly thinking about What if negative? What if I don't get the job? What if I fucked up? What if I said the wrong thing? What if I don't? What if I can't make ends meet? Instead of going, what if I do get it? Or what if it's not this, but something better? What if I meet my soulmate there? What if they offer me something even better? What if I get more money than I thought? What if the benefits are even better than I thought? What if I get to buy a home? All I'm saying is during that moment, right then, You're occupying your mind with something positive as opposed to negative. So the idea that I don't want to get my hopes up is pretty much bullshit reasoning because the alternative to that is spending your time feeling like shit now. Sure. So it's like if we're going to wait for an answer, we might as well feel good about it now because the idea that you're prepping yourself for something bad to happen is actually manifesting something bad to happen.
1: For sure, yeah.
0: So start focusing on good what-ifs. Start focusing on what is within your control. And again, if you want more on that and you're looking for more tips or tools or things like that, go check out my workshop. Again, The Five Shifts. And you can find that over at thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And I think that would be a great jumping off point for you to help shift some of this internal stuff. Yeah. I mean, I talk about it all the time, but it really distills down to choice of focus yeah, and vigilance around it, like constantly going, no, I'm not going down that path. No, I'm not going down that path. I'm focused on peace. And something that I will do a lot is I'll use the question, what is my fastest avenue to peace? What is my fastest avenue to peace? And sometimes that helps just redirect my thoughts. And I go, okay, Fastest avenue to peace is not worrying about this job interview or not worrying about this financial issue or not. Okay. Fastest avenue is to journal. Fastest avenue mm-hmm. is to consume my mind with a what if good. Fastest avenue is saying no to this event. Fastest avenue is, you know, getting some stuff out on paper or watching what I'm consuming. Right.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: All right. So quick recap five ways to gain more peace. Number one develop a morning practice or daily ritual. Number two, really watching what you consume and becoming a fierce guardian of your energy. Number three, start saying no, especially to things that do rob a lot of time or energy from you. Number four, look for places to eliminate, postpone, or delegate. And number five, watch what you are saying to yourself internally and ask yourself, what is my fastest avenue to peace? Hmm. And then check out that workshop, too, if you want some additional elements to support this. And the freebie. Yeah, exactly. It's free. Like, yeah. Come on. So what – is there anything else that you wanted to throw in the space?
1: Picking something on here and practicing it is a good way to start.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like
1: having a post-it with those five things on it and Ooh. stick it next to your computer or, you know, so, some kind of a reminder – 'Cause it's it's one thing to consume the podcast. It's another to implement it. That's right. So I think, you know, just having something that was like, Oh yeah, these are those five things I I need to focus on. Yep. That's a little great. cheat sheet. Cliff's notes, if you will.
0: That's great. Yeah, as a reminder. Or even like on your your smartphone. Like have it yeah, yeah, on yeah. your wallpaper yeah, yeah. or Absolutely. as a reminder. That's
1: great. Great yeah. point,
0: baby. All right, guys. So Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we will see you around these parts next week. Here's to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.